Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com or on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. We're also on ESPNW under the Fantasy tab and on Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. And it's week three. And not that many people to be able to play. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, there's no. injury or suspensions. Yeah, it is. It's like the first bye week uh, where everybody's no. on bye. It's we're left awesome. with like just Lamar Miller. What is that coming to? That's, it's, that's not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. I've got play. I've got guys playing for me under running back that I didn't even know they played in the NFL. So it's 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 bad. What up, Curie? <laughs> what what up, Wes? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's getting it's getting nuts. Um, but yeah, so week three, it's great. This is the last week before buys, so we're gonna get into some of your social media questions because this is it, guys. Next week, week four, there's a lot of teams on buy, so nightmare. A Enjoy lot. your over hundred point fantasy teams this week. Mm-hmm. What do we got for social media? Which, by the way, you guys, we're going to get to all the injuries and suspensions in the team write-ups. We just figured we didn't want to start with another depressing Ray Rice conversation. So we're going to keep it upbeat. We're going to keep, <laughs> keep it, it upbeat. upbeat. Keep it positive. <laughs> Even though no one's playing this week, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. uh, first question from Mac Jack at Mac Zero Jack. Uh, AJ Green or Mohamed Sanu? Well, that decision's probably made for you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, AJ Green is, I believe... At the best, doubtful. Uh, they're probably going to keep him out till after the bye. But he will be back after the bye, but yeah. that's week five, right? Right. And luckily, Sanu looked good. So. I picked up Sanu in like three leagues. Yeah. He's my new boyfriend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I speak about him on the ESPNW show um, that we do on Tuesdays. But, yeah, Sanu is, is a good, viable uh, pickup. I like him. That's right. good stuff. Yeah. Legit. All right. In PPR, who would you start, Andre Ellington or Pierre Thomas? Pierre Thomas. Good, big week this week. Big week. Yeah, Mark Ingram's out, buddy. I'm yep. so yeah. sorry to tell you that. And I hate that Mark Ingram was relevant. It's the worst uh, thing in the world. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> thing in the world, me telling you to play Pierre Thomas. But it's true. I'm playing him in one of my leagues, too. Yeah, Pierre uh, for sure. I mean, Ellington has been just kind of so-so the last couple of weeks. I mean, granted, Dwyer's out. It's a foot injury. But that's, it's a- but that's less of an impact than Mark Ingram being out in terms of t- total touches to your players. So I'd say Pierre Thomas. And by Dwyer being out, we mean he abused his, allegedly, his uh, wife girlfriend and child. child. Wife and child. So there's that. It's just sticking with the theme, you guys. Sticking with the theme. They're out for one reason or another. Yep. Uh, we should play the next game. One. Injury or suspension? When we say a player's out, and you have to guess. Yeah. Yeah, now we're going to have to update our rankings on our website. That's a good point, Ashley. We're going to have to put S for suspension. S. Suspended. Yeah, suspended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you trade Matt Asiata for Doug Martin? This is at, or this is a sports person at JR underscore and underscore sports. Wow, that's, that's crazy. Um, oof, no. No, Doug Martin's going to come back. He has a slow start. 
I wouldn't play him. I would hopefully you get a better guy to play for the next three weeks. But I think that Doug Martin's going to be good at come game week six. I don't know when his bye is, but around then. Matt's I'm... game tape was not good. I mean, I know he got points. Who's but I tape? think Jerk McKinnon's going to take him over, the rookie. I, think, I don't know. Now that AP's out for good, um, I don't know. This is, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a Bernard, uh, Bernard Pierce four set issue where it's running back by committee. They both share the ball. They both get six points. And who wants that for their fantasy team? Not I think I. both could be a committee, right? Because Bobby Rainey's looking decent. And, yeah, he is. Um, and he was pretty good last year. And Doug Martin, you know, notoriously has slow starts to the season. He's just kind of looked okay. He's been struck with the injury bug again. And they could very well land themselves in a committee-like situation as well there. I see, I see what you're saying about the Vikings. I would sit tight. I mean, Doug Martin may have slightly more upside just because he has had one proven season, but he also had one really crappy season, and this season's been ho-hum thus far. Grand's and if this is Yeah, and if this is a straight-up deal, one for the other, no way. You cannot give up your second-round pick for a guy that nobody even knew was on a roster. You know, Well, he that, would be getting Doug Martin. Just, oh, he would be getting Doug Martin? Yeah, right? And yeah. then you oh. trade yeah, yeah. for Doug Martin? Mm-hmm. Do it. I mean, yeah, I agree. McKinnon probably will end up being the, the running back when all is said and done in a few weeks here. So it's not, just, it's not the worst trade in the world. I feel like this is like, I'll trade you $5 for $5. In quarters. Yeah. yeah. You know, I right. just, I'm it's not just quite which, sure I It's have which a, $5 is slightly less crumpled. I, I, I don't have a definitive opinion about this. No. So I'll go with you ladies Because I that couldn't one. care less about either of these players. I have... Doug Martin, I do care. But I would say if you have somebody else to play for the next few weeks. Uh, I have I'd Doug Martin too, and it's been painful. I would do the trade. It hasn't been good with being a Doug Martin owner. No. You know, it's interesting that I, I knock on wood, have not had a suspended player yet, and I'm in nine fantasy leagues, and I, or a, a big injury. Actually, it's not true. I have Jamal Charles and AJ Green. But, um, it's fascinating when I hear Doug Martin. I'm like, how is he not on one of my teams? Um, but I haven't paid attention to him, so I'm going with you ladies on this. Uh, flex position. Uh, this is from Fro Clover SC at Fro underscore Clover. Flex position. Cincinnati running back uh, Jeremy Hill or Saints running back Kiri Robinson. I will start. I'm loving Giovanni Bernard. I know everyone wants to think Jeremy Hill has something going on, but... He's been rocking the cast bob. And with um, Ingram out, I think Kerry Robinson's actually going to get the majority of the carries. I feel like Pierre Thomas is going to get the majority of the passes. So I'm actually not hating Kerry Robinson. And frankly, Drew Brees in the passing game is very weird right now. So I think they're going to have to lean on the run a little bit. So I guess I would go Robinson because I think that's going to go up a little. Both of them are obviously desperate plays. Desperate. I would go Hill. (laughs) I would go Hill, and this is why, because with A.J. Green out, I think Cincinnati's really going to have to rely on their running game this week against Tennessee. And I think that Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard play well together, and it's not a 6.6-point kind of guys. Um, Jeremy Hill did nothing in week one. He was awful. Um... 
But I feel like they're going to have to really rely on Hill to make it through with Green out. So I kind of like Hill better as a, as a flex this week. What do you think, Ash? I'm really torn because I see what you're saying there about Hill, and I agree that they're going to need to incorporate him a bit more. Um, and they're going to have to swing one of the running backs out to be a bit more of a receiver um, in the stead of A.J. Green being out. But I also see the fact with the Saints that it ain't good. So they got to switch stuff up with the Saints as well. And I don't know how Kiri's going to be involved in those packages because, again, with Mark Ingram out, that does give more of an opportunity for touches with Kiri. And their receivers aren't stepping up. And they're just, you know, they're, what, 0-2 right now, the Saints? That's... Yeah. That's bad. Bay- I have a lot to say about that later, but yeah, they're own too. Does he have does he have, does he have both of them? <laughs> yeah. Does he does he have I guess he has both of them. He's picking between them for flex. I mean, I would honestly say that's flex. That's it's not like a running yeah, back. Yeah, it's flex. I would say it's very much going to be matchup based and I would because I don't cover either of these teams. Um so I don't really look at those numbers in detail, detail. But I would say look and see who's had the most touches thus far in the season because that's going to be a little bit more, kind of more indicative. Well, it's hard because Mark Ingram's out and Kiri was very obviously the third string. So And A.J. Green's out, so it's going to be a different running game. This is a running offense, right? That's what Bengals, we're all scared Bengals about are with playing, Dalton. Who's Tennessee. Bengals playing? Tennessee. And Saints are playing? Vikings at home. And Minnesota's and defense home. is good. Probably go Hill this week. And you know, I would just go with a different player. But you got a wide receiver, buddy. Go that route. You've got to have an extra wide receiver on your bench. I, I think I there. do think I think they're going to be putting up a big fight in New Orleans at home, trying to save their zero and two I, They have to, all right. They yeah. have to. I mean, I I just feel like this is going to be desperate zone. They're going to do anything they can with any weapons they can. And Sean Payton's good. He's going to get creative. He's going to have to get creative, right? Because whatever's... Yeah, he is. It's not working. Um, Yeah. And they do do play substantially better at home than on the road. They're one of those teams that you need to really look at all your fantasy players as far as value goes up if it's a home game versus an away game. So... um, so the good news yeah. is we gave you a lot of information and we gave you no decision. No answer on that. So... But you know what, buddy? We'll tweet you I with a say... solid answer. We'll tweet you back with a... I need a, <laughs> I need a, I need a marinade on this one. I think, I think you gave, a, I think you gave a, a hill answer, though. Yeah, I didn't, I, when you said home, I thought you meant the Vikings are home, not the Saints are home. In, in which case, I was definitely like, hill. <laughs> Although the Vikings home, I feel bad. They don't really have a home because they're playing at the University of Minnesota outdoors in a college arena. I feel bad for them. The, the Vikings season, I'm excited to hear Courtney's analysis because I'm just sad for them. I just want to know who has short. more touches. It's short. Oh, no, a lot of my analysis is short because everybody who's <laughs> been too. kicked off of the NFL are on all of my teams. So there's, like, not much to go over, really, you know. Court cases, I suppose, if you want to get into that, but I'm not going to. So, <laughs> one more question, Brandon. You got one more question? I do not. I just threw away my iPad. Perfect. There we go. Well, then Discuss. we'll move on. We did, we did four. I'm sorry. No, that's good. I asked for three. You did four. Uh. It's perfect. Well, let's get into week three matchups, everybody. Let's see who we're going to play, who we got calls, and who we're benching this week. Oakland Raiders, I'm looking at you. 
Let's start off with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 0-2. What? Super Bowl champs 2014. <laughs> and Atlanta Falcons 1-1. One one. Oh. The comebackkins. You guys can't declare people's Super Bowl champs We have anymore. to because they automatically have the worst season. Yeah, so that's, what, make, that's like, what makes this fun, Brian. We're not like absolutely. legitimately being like Tampa Bay is going to win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. But it's like when we say game the of the week. It's clearly not the game of the week. <laughs> clearly. It's so good. I know. I felt bad when Courtney sent this outline because I was like, oh, man, we got to start this off with Tampa Bay. Mm, oh, I know. Yeah. I know. It's juicy. Because I have no play if you got them. No. Yeah. I no. wouldn't either. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, I Vin- know. Vincent Jackson and I are breaking up, so oh, I'm with you. I don't understand fault. what's going it's on. It's not his fault. I'll so get to sad. that. So I'm going to start with Josh Please. McCown. Okay. <laughs> We're to start there. Talk me it's off the ledge. It's his fault. <laughs> well, I can't talk you off the ledge, but I can, you know. Okay. No, I can't even remotely talk you off the ledge. But so believe it or not, Josh McCown was the eighth highest scoring quarterback this week. Or should he say was. last week. <laughs> which was, again, um, something is a muck in the NFL, my friends. As I say, and Drew Brees was the 32nd. And, yeah, it's not just suspensions. <laughs> yeah. Like, we are living in, like, a crazy NFL world right now. So when McCown's the eighth <laughs> highest scoring quarterback and, and the Bucks look as bad as they do, there's a problem. Because he scored more points than Foles, Wilson, Brees, Brady, Dalton, just to name a few you know, of your starters. Um, so, you know, while he, he only threw for 179 yards, we all know my absolute distaste for quarterbacks. I consistently throw under 200 yards. It's unacceptable in my book. But, um, and he threw for no <laughs> touchdowns. But he did rush for two touchdowns. That's it. That's 12 points. It's 12 points. So, you know, don't expect for him to rush for two touchdowns every week. Um, but what I will say was positive is that he clearly felt a bit more comfortable with the offense and he looked a bit more like a vet, right? Because he's been in the league 12 years. And, and he was starting to make, you know, some more smart decisions. So that's at least encouraging, right? Uh, my other guy called me Bobby Rainey. Robert, Bob, Bobby, whatever you want to call him. Or whatever I decided <laughs> to call him that week. Bobster. Bobster. Bobsters. Mr. Buster. Bobby. Is Buster, is Buster a nickname for Robert? Sure. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to call him. <laughs> <Brandon> <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So he had a fantastic game, guys. He had 22 carries for 144 yards. Um, 17 points, which is awesome. You know, and the Falcons, you know, give up the most points to running backs. So it could be a really interesting week. Now, the problem is going to be whether Doug Martin's actually going to play. It still hasn't been announced if he's going to play or not. So his fantasy value is riding a little bit. He's in that gut call status because of that. But if Doug does not play, I would almost bump him up into a must-start. I would. Because he's playing against the Falcons, and he looked fantastic last week. So, again, check your injury lineups. That leads me to Doug Martin. Um, Again, in my gut calls, because we don't know if he's going to play or not. If he does play again, I, I don't know if I would feel super comfortable throwing him out for a Thursday night game when he... (laughs) <laughs> you know, hasn't didn't really practice. He's been limited, you know, in practice. So he hasn't have a full game. Sorry, a full practice yet. So I'm not sure I feel super comfortable with that, especially because he hasn't put up any sort of sizable numbers thus far. Right. Your call. I'd feel more comfortable with Randy, who has actually put up a decent game. And then Vincent Jackson. So I am giving Jackson, <laughs> and when I say Jackson, I really mean McCown, one more week in the gut calls before he has to get downgraded to bench. Because the problem is, 
he's got so much more to give, but McCown isn't giving him the ball. I mean, three points in week one, five points in week two. He only had four receptions in both of the games. That's 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 absurd that your number one receiver only has four catches in a game. So there's clearly a problem there. But I've got my gut calls. <laughs> so I mean, ugh. one more week of the gut calls before he gets downgraded. So and I have no one on the bench, surprisingly. Falcons. My notable stardom would be Matt Bryant. Again, fantastic kicker. Keep him in mind when you're kickers. Kickers are people, too. They matter. And so many kickers are really, really sucking this year. Literally, you yeah. need to look at your kickers. Because some of them are losing jobs. Detroit. Detroit. Nick Looking Freeze. at you. Yeah, they just, yeah, they auditioned three different people, including Garrett Hartley. And if you've never listened to our podcast, my despise of Garrett Hartley <laughs> is back. right up there with He's Ryan back. Matthews. I, he's haunting you. It He is haunting me, I would like to say. And I, I was so angry when I saw the tweet from Adam Schefter today. I literally almost direct messaged Adam Schefter to go on a rant. And I was like, that'd probably be inappropriate, actually. Adam Schefter <laughs> follows you back? I don't, I don't, I just saw some tweet come from oh, him. And I, I literally I, was kind of like about to go off and be like, Garrett Hartley, are you joking? Are you joking me? <laughs> But I, I cooled my stuff for a second and didn't do it. I didn't send it. Anyway, I, I'm on a rant. But to Matt Ryan, <laughs> uh, I have my must starts. You know, he's got a favorable matchup this week. And the Bengals are tough defense. And Ryan threw three picks and only 231 yards and one touchdown. It's not the kind of game you were hoping for. But, you know, just put that game behind you. You know, Ryan likes a deep ball, and the Bucks have a really hard time defending deep ball tosses. So this could actually be a really fun game to watch because these are the games where they, they you know, throw some 70-yard bomb, and you're like, yeah! Which is always more fun than, like, the dinks. So it could be really fun. I think he could have a really successful game and be back up at the top this week. Julio Jones, who is the 10th highest scoring wide receiver. Well, he did have less yards this week with 88 versus 116 last week. He was able to find the end zone. So that's encouraging that he's being looked at in the red zone. Um, so big side for him. He's going to be great. And then my gut call will be Roddy White. Roddy White has a hamstring from bothering him. Um, he was held out of practice. But I do think this is largely due to kind of that vet mentality where they would rather just rest their vets and kind of push their body because they've had years and years of experience of practice. They just kind of right. show up on game day. That's Roddy White, right? It's so it's I'm, the theme now and in the NFL, I feel like. Nobody practices on Wednesday. You know, I mean, it's, if it's you're, like, like over the, the age Patriots, of 24. So everyone's questionable. No one yeah, practices Wednesdays. I hate you. <laughs> so don't freak out. You'll still play Roddy. And then my bench is the whole Falcons running backs. We've gone over this. Don't yep. do it. Don't do it to yourself. Um, they all need to be resigned to your bench until proven otherwise. Um, yeah, I'd rather have someone blow up on my bench than be completely burned week after week after week after week with some guy. It's fine if he has a big game on your bench, people. It is fine. And then Harry Douglas, I, I like him. He's got potential. The problem is he's just not being involved in the offense enough. He's not getting enough targets. So you really do not, you can't justify playing him. Again, he's fantastic if, say, Roddy doesn't play. Then maybe look at Harry. I think there's still better options out there, but that's where you kind of need to reside Harry Douglas to right now is literally just if somebody gets injured. So there's no real fantasy relevance for him at the moment. Boom. San Boom. Diego Chargers, one and one at the Buffalo Bills, undefeated. All right. <laughs> I'm going to actually start off. I, we, we listed San Diego first because they're, they're a home game. But um, uh, or they're the, the people that are, 
coming to Buffalo. But I'm going to start with Buffalo because to me, in a season of drama and depression and sadness that frankly for me started off in the worst possible way, like literally the worst possible way, the Buffalo Bills are the feel-good story of Shiny the year. light. The sh- beacon oh. of light. Jim Kelly is cured from cancer. They have a new owner who <laughs> right? loves Buffalo. Like, they it's are playing well. It's a love fest in Buffalo right it's now. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm going to pick this show up by its bootstraps, and I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills are the shining light of the NFL in 2014. And if you thought you were going to say that, you're lying. Right. You're lying to me. Although I did kind of like them in the preseason, but you're lying. So anyway, I will start with San Diego, but I just had to say that because I am really happy for them. Uh, so San Diego, Philip Rivers. What? Oh, hey, buddy. Yeah. Crybaby Rivers got his game on. Bolo tie this. Mm. back. So Philip Rivers. Nineteen kids went, and counting rivers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's impregnated someone by now, his wife by now, for sure. Oh, in the show. Like, Whoa. For sure. Um, yeah, someone, like, no, his wife, his wife, his wife. Not someone. <laughs> no, no, that, I'm definitely not saying that. That was a weird thing. So anyway, um, okay. Philip Rivers, we have him ranked number nine. Why? Because he decided to. Sh- bank around in a like crazy way the Seattle Seahawks in their home and and he just kind of proved that he's a little stud muffin and I'm into it he and Antonio Gates magic love and um you know I I I actually really like Buffalo's defense I'll get into that so I think that Buffalo gave them a run for their money for sure in fact I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo won frankly. Um, but uh, I, I do think that Philip Rivers is going to put some numbers. Uh, Antonio Gates, too. Just I just want to put the Ladarius Green hype to rest. We're done. We're done. You can drop Ladarius Green. Um, as far as the gut calls are concerned, ri- reports state that Ryan Matthews is out four to five weeks with sprained M- MCL. So what does that mean for you? I think Donald Brown is actually going to get the bulk of the work. Okay, so, um, and then Danny Woodhead is going to continue being kind of this, like, you know, specialty back with the pass catching. But as we saw with Darren Sproles on Monday night, that's a okay. Absolutely. So I would play both. Both of them are definitely at least flex plays. Um, but it's hard for me to give you any statistical backing for that because Ryan Matthews was there. So it is what it is. Uh, also, do start Keenan Allen. Now, let me... Let me be clear here. He had a rough couple weeks, but he had Patrick Peterson week one and then the Legion of Boom week two. Can we cut him some slack? He's still got some catches. He never zeroed out. He's going to be fine. Speaking of zeroing out, Malcolm Floyd, we need to talk, you and I. <laughs> and I see you, buddy. I, I don't understand what happened. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. I think he'll come back, actually, this week. But still, I just had to say... <laughs> If someone gets a zero, I understand not playing them the next week, and I'm probably one of those people. So, Buffalo Bills. Love, love, love. 2-0, crossing fingers. Please, no one get arrested. Uh, Dan Carpenter is the number one kicker in football right now. He has yet to miss a kick. He is dependent on every single game because they get down the field just enough to get a Dan Carpenter field goal at a long range, meaning you get more points. He is awesome, and he's only owned in 5.8% of ESPN leagues. That's because he was so awful last year. He was so bad. I think I had him ranked like 28 to 32 every week. Don't play him. Don't play him. And this week, this year he's just coming out, and he's like, I need to get my game back on. He got it. 
Yeah, he's like, I don't want to be the next Garrett Hartley. I better pull it together. Yeah, absolutely. Lee's just rocking it. Points are points, people. Check your kicker. Points are points. You know what I keep thinking of, Ashley, is in Fiddler on the Roof, when, uh, which I I don't know if anybody's seen that movie in forever, but where the dead grandmother comes down and does that song where she's, like, haunting the family, you know, is what I'm seeing Garrett Hartley with his helmet coming on and just, like, haunting you when you sleep, and I'm just into it. It's like, (laughs) it's what's going on visually in my head. That's how my brain works, people. Almost a decade-long haunting, then, because... (laughs) (laughs) This This has been an issue for a long time, he and I. A long time. Yep. Well, what's not an issue is CJ Spiller still playing a nice performance. He's making all of his owners proud, which is very nice and a very sad year for running backs. Uh, however, I play in a league that doesn't count return touchdowns, and I've never heard of that. I mean, I killed it in that league. I'm number one by a long shot, but I was so For the so defense, ticked. even? The defense didn't get it? No. You're saying the players They don't have defense it. in that league. No, they don't even have a defense in that league. No one got any points for that touchdown. Because a lot of leagues, C.J. Spiller did not get points for that touchdown. Except if you had Carpenter. But but depending on your league settings, yeah. Yeah. That's true, Courtney. It's true. true. Uh, Yeah, it was total garbage. I was ticked, but it's fine. Even without that, he was still like a top 20 guy. So, uh, and then right now, Fred Jackson's right on the verge of being a flex and not a flex. Okay, he's been number 36 and number 40, but I think he'll do well against San Diego. Just putting it out there. Um, he just needs a touchdown. He just needs one touchdown. Yeah. Let's get it done. Um, got called Sammy Watkins. Obviously, he has this nagging rib injury, but he had this coming out party last night where he caught eight passes for 117 yards and a touchdown. He's a talented rookie, but it's going to be boomer bust. So it's all about your flavor. And as I said, the Baltimore defense. Okay, they were number two last week and number nine in fantasy points the week before. Just putting that out there. Their defense is rocking. Bench warmers are obviously EJ Manuel, and then pretty much everyone else, because EJ Manuel only throws the ball 26 or 27 times a game. It's not so good. So there's that. It's EJ. not enough. It's not enough for any other receivers. <laughs> None. Dallas Cowboys, one and one. It's St. Louis Rams, one and one. Game of the, the week. The week. <laughs> for sure. That's what I was going to say. Well, Oh my gosh, the Cowboys. I literally, I think I hit the jackpot, guys, when we picked teams because I have the worst teams in the NFL this year to cover. They just are bad. It's just so bad. Um, okay, we're playing Des Bryant. We're just going to play him, you guys. It ha- it's going to happen. He had a good week last I mean, it's just we have to play him. You, you play your studs. doesn't matter who's throwing them the ball unless it becomes a Vincent Jackson, Victor Cruz, Torrey Smith situation. We'll get into that. But Dez will fight to get the ball, and he will get it. DeMarco Murray, player of the week. Gosh, he is doing so well this year. I was not super high on him. I was nervous. but I was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you weren't that high on him. But, yeah, I mean, it was – I mean, we were all kind of like, really? Like, eh, I, you know? I love it. I have him in, like, five leagues. <laughs> well, he's amazing. He's so great. I, like, just – I just love I, – I just love him. Yay. Yeah. Thank you, Murray, for being the shining light in the Cowboys. By far. By far. <laughs> okay, let's get into the dirty, dirty here. Um, Tony Romo. 
Sucks. Uh, sucks. Okay, this back injury, right? Is it, it has to be the back injury, right? I mean, it, this isn't really, like, the way he's going to be now. It just can't be. It just, it just can't. But I think he's going to have a bounce-back week. And I'm going to tell you, if you're in a deep league, play Tony Romo if, come Saturday, the health reports are good. Because I just have a feeling that they're going to have a good week against the St. Louis Rams. If he does not, I say bench him, you know, for a long time. Because that's just the way it's going to be then. Let's use but the proper terms, Courtney. We're going to deactivate him. We're going to deactivate him. That's what we've been doing this week. But here on Her Fantasy Football, uh, you're going without pay as well, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and this hurts me to do, but bench Jason Witten? Is that? Yeah. Is, what the, is going on? Tis the season. I'm telling you, I have the worst teams. Romo's what's going really, on. Yeah, it is bad. Well, Witten's yeah, four receptions for 32 favors. yards. I mean, he he needs to have coffee with Antonio Gates and see how, see how he still has his groove because that's he <laughs> needs to get it back. Antonio. He needs to do a carpenter and start, you know, getting on the top of the rankings here. Rams. Done. I'm done. That's it. You're done. Yeah. Some... There's, there's no one worth talking about. Well, the Rams won't be super long either. So uh, my only play if you got him <laughs> is their kicker. <laughs> Zerline. Zerline. Greg Zerline. Yes, that is Woo! correct. Kicker dance. He's kicker dance. The only must start <laughs> from the Rams. Uh, he had 14 points last week and eight points the week before that. Um, he's the sixth highest ranked kicker thus far this season. And then that classic kind of team that can kind of get down the field just enough but never scores, which is exactly what you want for your kickers. So there you go. Keep him in mind. My gut calls is Zach Stacy. So I'm aware Zach Stacy oh. might literally be your best option at this point due to the gloom and doom injury-filled weekend and suspension-filled week. Um, so he literally might be your best option. And in this case, he may not even be that bad of an option because of some of these injuries. And the good news is that he unquestionably outproduced Benny Cunningham. We had that whole debate about them all of a sudden filling into a committee situation. It was going to be entirely who's the hot yeah. hand. Um, but Stacey had 71 yards and a touchdown and 19 carries. We're kind of only at six. So we're talking like a vastly different workload here, six versus 19. So that should make you feel a little better about Stacey going into this week. Um he just needs to secure the ball a little bit better so that we're comp so that not only us but the Rams are also confident that he is their guy so we can kind of drop this committee talk. Brian Quick is on my gut calls. Um, Quick is a tough PPR one. PPR right? gold. Yeah, because if you're in a league that's PPR or you're in a league that's got a three wide out start, um, then he's a good option as your as your you know wide receiver three. If if you're you know in a league with two wide receivers and a flex, then maybe you could look at him for a. Cl- flex role because he did get nine points the first week seven points last week um so he's consistently in the mix he's consistently getting points he hasn't had one of these crazy two or four, you know four point weeks um but anyway players dropping like flies he's not a terrible option for your flex again P- if you're thinking ppr fantastic option bench benny cunningham and bench should be austin pettis pettis only scored zero zero points in week one and four points in week two that's not going to cut it so that's all the time it's been on Pettis because that's how much time you should spend thinking about putting him in your lineup. None. I cannot wait to watch this next game. The Washington so- Redskins. One and one, baby. Why? 
Cousins at the Philadelphia Eagles with Mr. Nick Foles. I, I'm just. Uh, I'm actually I, super jazzed for this game. So excited. I'm balling. So excited. I have loved Kirk Cousins since last year, and I have hated RG3 since last year. And she this really is has. like this. I'm sorry. I need a moment here. This is this is the best thing. This is the best thing. And if you look at our rankings, I do wide receivers. I bumped up every single one of them now that Kirk Cousins is throwing them the ball. I'm telling you, this is a new offense, people. Bye by RG3. If he comes back after injury and they play him and they lose, they better bench him. That's all I have to say. I'm a little sad for RG3. I'm I feel like he never too. came back from that injury. I don't think okay. he did. I think his rookie I think they just I think the whole thing was so ill advised and now his confidence is gone. I listen, I, I hear you. I agree with you. But I just kind of feel like man, Shanahan. I don't know. I do think part of it too again, we're just on a rant right now because this is what we do. Now we're on a but rant. We're on this a, is what we do. Because what else do we say about Washington? Start them all. You don't know. Yeah, I probably well, why don't you just start everybody? But the problem is he's a running <laughs> I'm with Courtney. He's a running option quarterback, right? So when you get a huge injury like an yeah. ACL, it changes yeah. your career. It just does. I mean, well, and I that's think we're, why you as a quarterback you need to be able to do more than just run the ball. Be a running back if that's what you can do. And he can. I'm sorry, it's, you have to be able yeah. to run an offense, and RG3 is not able to run that offense. Kirk Cousins can run that offense. He is made for that offense, and this is going to be a different team. It's going to be a different team. I think next week Bam. might be a little down on, the, on Washington, but I think I'm, I'm a Kirk Cousins fan. Love him. You're welcome, wide receivers. You got yourselves a quarterback. <laughs> Unless you're Pierre Garçon, because he only threw to him once. Don't yeah, there. I'll, get to, I'll get to that, yeah. Um, 60 yards and a touchdown <laughs> this week. Play him if you got him. Boom. Alfred Morris. Courtney. Yeah, Courtney's made a Courtney bold sat. prediction She's there. Like, Woo! Yeah, Washington Redskins turned in from my least favorite team to my favorite team. As I say, Courtney's going to throw me some sort of barter deal after this podcast. Be like, I will give you the Cowboys if you give me the Redskins. <laughs> Same division. Seriously. No, don't give Equal them to trade. me because then one of them's going to get arrested. Don't That's do it. True. I'll That's just keep true. the people yeah. I have. It's, it's bad will. There you Let's go. not jinx them. Well, yeah. what I'm actually most excited <laughs> about, which you would think would not impact a player, is literally Alfred Morris. I think benefits almost the most <sighs> yes. from this. I don't want to say move because it wasn't a move because RG3 got hurt. It wasn't as if Cousins usurped him. It just RG3 got hurt, right? So, you know, with Cousins in, you know, Morris is finally being incorporated as a receiver in some of these packages, right? I mean, he literally only had nine receptions last year, which is crazy town. And here he already had a receiving touchdown, you know, within like three quarters of Cousins being it. So Morris, he was so excited. He was so excited. And you know what? He can get, <laughs> it was so cute. We all know how much I love Alfred Morris. But Alfred Morris. I know. But you know what? This is really Don't beneficial for him. Don't fall in love with him. You never know. We'll come out next week, you know? I know. That's I what know. I've learned. Oh, That's I what can't. I've learned. I couldn't even imagine. But he was the seventh highest <laughs> scoring running back last week with 20 <laughs> points. He had 22 carries, so he had a really good workload, which is, again, you want to be seeing your leading back in the 20 ranges for touches. Right, that you want to be in the twenties. He is for eighty-five yards and two touchdowns. Like it doesn't get better than that. It really doesn't. And this is a divisional game. It's never a divisional game. People like to play their best. I really think this would be a fantastic game for Alfred Morris. 
Um, I got calls as Pierre Garçon again because, like Brandon said, he only had one catch. Rough, oh. rough, rough, rough. But what I will say um, is that he actually played fantastic when Kirk Cousins was in in 2013. Yes. He played really, really well, right? So, so well, in fact, you know, we're talking over 100 yards, two touchdowns, and eight catches on average were the games he played when PR, when uh, Kirk Cousins was the quarterback. 80 yards and a touchdown, I'm telling you. So, again, Courtney wouldn't be far <laughs> off if he has that average. And he did have a whole week with Cousins because, again, it's a, you can't base things off these kind of games. I'm going to go a little long on the Redskins. I've got a lot to talk about. But because... They didn't practice with Kirk Cousins all week, right? So it's a different dynamic when some guy gets thrown in middle of the game versus them practicing all week with this person. So I really think don't get too nervous about Pierre Garçon. He probably should still be in your must-starts um, because he does, he does he did he played really well with Cousins in, you know last year. Deshaun Jackson um, he left the game with an injury against Jacksonville to shoulder. Uh, he did not practice today so or should say Wednesday so it's a little bit nerve-wracking there so I can see being a little cautious on that but if he does play I think this would be a good thing because again Kirk Cousins is gonna open it up a little bit more for the receivers so you just really need to check your injury report for Deshaun Jackson Niles Paul what people who on your yeah. rosters exactly exactly <laughs> I guarantee you this guy did not get picked up yeah he did not get picked up in your league uh, but he was the fourth highest scoring tight end last week. He had 15 points. He had 99 yards and a touchdown. Beautiful. Crazy. Now, Jordan Reed is getting closer and closer to actually coming back. Uh, but Reed has not been productive in the you know thus far. And if Paul is productive, you never know. Gruden may make a change. Probably not, but you never know. And it's worth picking up if you were a Jordan Reed owner. It's you know you can handcuff yourself in this tight end situation because again tight end is not a super deep position, and Paul was definitely being incorporated by Cousins, so it's not it's not a terrible idea to pick him up while Reed is hurt. Kirk Cousins is on my bench. I'm sorry, Courtney. Uh, it's not that I don't think he'll play well. I think he'll actually probably do pretty well this game. Um, Nineteen points. He was the seventh highest scoring quarterback last week. 19 And the points. Eagles have a really weak secondary. So it's entirely possible he could have a, actually a pretty fantastic week. Um, I just think you probably have other quarterbacks out there that are your starters that, that also have pretty decent matchups that you probably oh, want to play instead oh, of him. Oh, like Tom Brady? No. Or we, Drew Brees? No. Or all these quarterbacks who can't do anything this year? We're giving Drew Brees one more week. Cousins, we'll get to that. people. Cousins. I'm not, against, I said, I'm not against it. If you're in a deep <laughs> league, go for it. You know, you're, I think, you know, I can't hold it. I'm totally biased. Like, you know, totally you never biased. know. There's some other people. Corny's like all about cousins. But I I'm am, just I saying. Don't know, and I don't have anybody on the Washington Redskins on any of my leagues, so I'm completely uninvested in these people. Um, would, you, would you play cousins <laughs> so over foals? Don't listen to me, but I love myself some Kirk Cousins. What? Would you pick cousins over foals? No. No, Foles, no, no, no. But I don't have Foles either. No, because Foles has the the highest floor. Yeah. Which we'll get into if you're done with your benches. I am done with my benches. Because I would just make the Eagles. This is my point. Chip Kelly. What? I have nothing else to say to you guys. That's all I'm going to tell you. She They're loves her all... sister's Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly and Mark Trussman. Oh. So the Wall Street Journal actually had a story about how Chip Kelly literally has professors, a network of professors, 
all around the country studying how best to run the football. Sociology people, psychologists, statistics, statisticians, you name it, they're actually working for him for him to find the missing piece to the running game. He's a nerd like me. He's a I'm money totally baller. into this guy. He's a money baller and he's winning. winning. Now, how is he winning? Darren Sproles was the number one running back last week and then LaShawn McCoy was number 10. He had two top 10 running backs in the same game. Guys, and a top 10 wide receiver in Macklin. I can't. I can't with these guys. What what do we have to say? Yes, Darren Sproles emerged, but LeSean McCoy is still there, friends. It's A-OK. And that's why Nick Foles is our number 11 ranked quarterback. He's not blowing you away, but he's never going to get less than 17 points. Even when he had three turnovers, that's what he had, you guys. Like, I mean, I can't. I can't telling you how wrong people are when they're down on him because it's just like, you guys, it's not about him. It's about Chip Kelly. Just keep remembering that. Zacher, it's same deal. They sometimes run three tight end sets. Three tight end sets. It's bananas, but it works. And Zacherts continues to be a top 10 guy. It's ridiculous. Macklin, top 20 each week. What can we say? What could we say? Like, for all the haters, like, I got Jeremy Macklin in, like, the 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th round. People are so scared, scared of injuries. They're so scared. And you know what? He may get injured. But then, you know what? I, I'm going to just go pick up that Jordan Matthews kid because right now he's doing nothing. And he's on my bench along with Riley Cooper. They just don't use them because Zach Ertz and Darren Sproles are taking all the touches, which is fine. They're going to still be there. But if you need to drop them to do some damage control based off of all these suspensions or what have you, go for it. And then as far as the Philadelphia defense, they had a good game the first game, not so good the second. I'm not going to start anyone against Kirk Cousins because Courtney told me so. Absolutely. This might be the highest scoring game of the week. It will be. It will be a shootout. Both defenses are not good. And yet both offenses are doing some crazy stuff right now. It's just, I mean, it's, it, I think it's exciting. But well, the Redskins, actually, their defense is actually one of the better defenses right now, but it's only because they've played the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cowboys, right? Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. No, they play Cowboys. Who they played? They played, um, who's the other team they played? Week one. Mm, I, can look. Uh, I don't uh, know. I don't uh, cover them. As well, again, uh, I'm yeah, not invested either. in Washington Houston. at all. Houston. Yes. I mean, another non-offensive powerhouse. So this will be a different game. Well, let's talk about Houston. Houston Texans are not, uh, not an offensive powerhouse, but they're 2-0 and people against and the oh-so-very-good oh New York Giants. Guys, I can't, you want to talk about tirade? I'm sorry. Okay, so so I just want to point out, though, before we get started, because I am this angry about I'm nervous, the New York Giants. I'm nervous about the Giants. Here we go. Okay, so supposedly Eli Manning had an amazing game, right? He was amazing. He was amazing. He got 15 points. Yep. If that's his top, we got a problem, people. But this, I will sorry, say this week with quarterbacks, a lot of single-digit scoring quarterbacks this week. A lot. I didn't even put Eli Manning on the bench, Brandon. Thank you. Corey, then I'm glad I said something. Corey's not going to justify to having to talk about him. I'm not even going to talk about him. Because if you own him, shame on you. All right? Unless you're in a super deep league. <laughs> super deep league backup. Okay, Two Ashley. quarterback okay, leagues. Ashley. Maybe. Okay, yeah. Pick up Kirk Cousins. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's get to the I would Houston agree with Texans. That. Because... 
They have some good players. They do. They do. I'm starting off with the Texans defense, though, my friend. So good. Because why? They're playing the Giants. They're playing Eli and the Giants. (laughs) They're playing Eli. And J.J. Watt uh, now catches touchdowns. Okay, hold on. Have you guys seen the commercial where he dances (laughs) as, like, as a chaperone? So bad. He's so so good. I want to marry him. I Googled what rich people buy, and I didn't like what I saw. So gonna keep doing what I do. Yeah. He's amazing. He's amazing. Are, okay. And if I don't, he comes out with criminal charges against him, I'm seriously gonna lose faith in humanity. It's done. It's over. <laughs> yeah. It's over. It's over. He and Alfred Morris. Oh, oh my god, yeah. right? Stop. I would probably have a complete mental and Peyton breakdown. Manning. If the three of them, it, that's done. It's done. You know what? I'll actually start watching soccer at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Football. <laughs> that's how much it's over. That's so how good. over it will be. Oh, Alfred Morin. Yeah. No, but J.J. Watt, first of all, congrats, buddy, on your touchdown. Amazing. It was funny because he had two catches and Pierre Garçon had one. That's how sad it was for Pierre Garçon last week. But we're already off the Redskins, on to the Texans. The <laughs> um, fun fact of the day, guys, the Texans have a total of 28 fantasy points and have only allowed their opponents to score a total of 20 points. Wow. Yeah. So the ratio of more fantasy points than actual points, I think could actually still roll over into this week three here. I was like, Um, so so you're saying the Giants aren't going to have a bounce back week? This is not the bounce back week Mm. for the Giants. Yeah, for sure. Mm. That roll is going to happen. Giants are like taking candy from a baby. Yeah. And as far as the defense, I mean, the Giants literally give up the second most points to defenses. I don't see that changing this week. And you got J.J. No. Watt and crew chomping at the bit to tear Eli apart. It's going to happen. Um, Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins, right? So Johnson only caught six passes, but he is averaging over 10 yards a catch, uh, which is what you want to see from your top you know, wide receiver. Um, he scored nine points in week one, seven points in week two. Again, not numbers that we're accustomed to with Andre Johnson, but everybody's been just kind of scoring low points, honestly. It's not like... Yeah. I mean, there's been some crazy ones like Jordy Nelson this week, which I'm sure you guys will get into, which is, you know, fantastic. But Oh, I'll get into it. Yeah. But so a lot of these people are kind of literally scoring this nine range, so it's not completely absurd that that's where he's kind of falling. <laughs> um, Hopkins saw even less catches, but he's catching the end zone in both weeks. So... That automatically puts him in contention for a start, just because he is a red zone target. So, and the Jets give up the fourth most him. points to wide receivers. So, I see both of them having pretty big weeks. So, mwah, love, love me some uh, Houston Texans receivers. Arian Foster, I love you as well, buddy. Boom! We told you he's got a good yeah. week, and he did. I'm a little concerned because we got kind of a little bit of an injury woe concern situation. Um, Coach O'Brien did say that he's going to consider spreading the workload out a bit just to keep Foster healthy. I don't want you guys to worry in terms of what that's going to fantasy implication that's going to have for you. Foster is still going to get the lion's share of the touches. Uh, he was limited in practice Wednesday. Again, this is the new thing that, you know, Wednesday practices. I'm not sure it's even a new thing, but I think it's more of a precautionary step more than anything else. You know, and the Giants have given up a lot of yards to opposing running backs, so Foster's proud to have another fantastic week. Gut calls? None. You either play them or you're not. So my bench players, Ryan Fitzpatrick, again, just because you have other options. But I will say that he has gotten 13 points both in week one and in week two. 
It's more than Drew Brees owners can say. Just saying. Um, and then Alfred Blue. So Blue will be the beneficiary of Foster's workload being reduced and spread around. But do not let this tempt you to actually put him into your lineup. Um, you know, we're just really used to Foster literally being one of the few solo backs in the league. So with him actually distributing some of his touches, it, it, it's not a reason to completely go off the handle and put Blue in. So um, at best, Blue's got flex value, and it, it hasn't even been proven for that yet. So keep him on your bench. Great keep name. him. Keep him on your bench, people. Keep him on your bench. You know... There's going to be a lot of bench talk, I suppose, if I wanted to go down that way with the Giants. But I'm not going to do that to you. I'm over it. You're not so going to shame them? No, no. I mean, maybe. I might get into it, actually, a little bit. But for now, we're just going to stick with who you're going to play. And his name is Larry Donnell. Is that how you pronounce his last yeah. name? Yeah. I think it's I think it. So. Yeah. I think that's that's all she wrote, you guys. Um <laughs> And then Rashad Jennings. Rashad. And yeah, then Rashad Jennings. Jennings. Although he had a fumble, which is so mm. unlikely. I mean, un, like uncanny for him. I think it's because he plays for the Giants now. I think he's just confused. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, this is what is expected of me. Um, it's not, Rashad. We still own you too here in fantasy land, and we need you not to have fumbles. But it's fine. He's amazing. You're going to stick with him. Other than that, there's no gut calls. Everybody's benched, including Mr. Victor Cruz. That's brutal. Yeah, and don't let that Ruben Randall touchdown throw you for a loop. No, no. And, and that's goal. the thing. Somebody's going to get a touchdown. And it, you got it, one. Right, and it might not be Larry. You know, it might be somebody else. Um, Larry, pick up the week. Pick up the week, right? I mean, I, I can't help it. Cruz has five drops now five yeah drops they're all dropping the ball i'm not defending eli let's be clear eli's not playing well but the receivers are not helping this situation they're literally dropping balls in their hands i yeah and i'm pretty sure this is i'm pretty sure this is victor cruz and and mind you he is owned by almost a hundred percent of leagues he hasn't had a touchdown since week four in 2013 and he hasn't had a touchdown at home since 2012 season oh good stat Courtney that that to me is you're not gonna play him people yeah you cannot continue to get burned let it go let it go let it go we need to let it go sorry Cruz I want to see some more dancing it's not gonna happen this week Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Giants. Let's move on to more depressing news. The Minnesota Vikings, one and one. Ah, and yeah. It's, Can't this, even. This is, this is not the matchup of the week. Um, play him if you got him. Cordell Patterson. Last week was bad, but so were the Saints defense. So... This should be a comeback week for him. I like his matchup. I'm all in on Patterson. I still have a crush on him. And Kyle Rudolph. I'm putting him in, in, in must plays because it's a tight end position. Maybe we'll get a touchdown this week. Um, maybe, uh, maybe. Maybe. So I'm going to put him out there. Good calls. I've got Matt Hazada. Is that how you're pronouncing it? 
Why not? Asiata. Asiata. Yeah, that sounds better. I think that sounds French. Yeah. We do French on this show. We do do French on this show. Asiata. Asiate. You know, dialect. Yeah. 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 He had 36 yards rushing and 48 yards receiving with a touchdown. Um, So that's not bad. It's not bad. If you're going to compare it to somebody from last week, it's Darren McFadden, which is not great. Um, but that's that's the reality where we are with running backs, people. <laughs> Any so, sentence where you're compared to Darren McFadden is a problem. 12 points. He got 12 points. I mean, and we're going to have to get used to that kind of being more the norm for running backs, I have a feeling, this year. So unless you're Darren Sproles... That's all I have to say. But he's a great flex player. I like him as a flex player. If you have to play him as your number two running back, that stinks, but I understand. Um, Bench player is Matt Castle. Nobody owns him, but just for fun, let's do this. He had 202 (laughs) yards, one touchdown, and four, let's count it, four interceptions. Oh, I loved cut. I really loved Castle. It's time for Bridgewater. Bring him on. And just a real quick refreshment, AP has been put on the exempt list. And if you don't know what the exempt list is, because we haven't spoke about it since Michael Vick, um, it's basically a list where you're not allowed to practice or play, but you're still getting paid. Um, So everybody can have their own thoughts on all of that. But what does this mean for your fantasy team? It means that you're stuck with Matt. So, enjoy that. Sorry. Court- and you know what? It's like we've already discussed that we're against domestic violence. It's like at a certain point, we're just exhausted about talking about it. And you turn on ESPN NFL Network, that's all yeah. you're going to hear. And we're not, a, yeah. we're not a news show. We are a fantasy football yeah. show. And he's not playing. So, get him out of your lineups. Drop him. He probably won't be playing for the rest of the year. Maybe not even in going into some of 2015. So, you know. Yeah. So. It is what it right. is. Thank you, Brandon. We we do not. We're not. We're not. We are okay a fantasy and entertainment this. podcast. We are fantasy entertainment podcast. And this and, is not entertaining. And I have a feeling that AP. Oh, we know AP is not going to be the last story because Jonathan Dwyer just happened too. And that probably won't be the last story either, and so we're not going to take over our whole shows with all of these. So, um, Could you imagine sucks. if we had done more Money, More Problems right away on this season? I mean, it would be the whole show. It'd be the whole show. It'd be the whole show. It'd be the whole the show. Whole. And at some point, it, there's, like, rep, rep, repeating fatigue. We've already said what we need to say. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to move on to J.J. Watt dancing in a, as a prom. Yeah, because yeah, you know middle what? school, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or the New Orleans Saints. That's what I'm talking about. Also Before not zero entertaining. And two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, no. I mean, I would say I'm shocked that they're zero and two, but then I watch tape and I'm just kind of like, something's off. Right? I mean, maybe they can get it back, but it's, it's definitely going to be an uphill battle. I think um, if, if someone's like, hey, are you worried? I would say, yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, you know, terrified. I don't think, oh, man, what happened? But um, there's some work to be had. They need to work at it this season. It's not there yet. So uh, play him if you got him is Jimmy Graham. Welcome back, my friend. Me too. 
Graham caught 10 passes for 118 yards and two touchdowns. Hello. Drew Brees is the guy who this is his last chance. We've ranked him number four for quarterbacks, which, by the way, uh, was lower than everyone else that's quote-unquote experts online. I checked. The lowest anyone ranked him was two in the matchup against the Vikings. But we're real. Four. We're real here. Yeah. And I actually was thinking about ranking him lower. I would rank but him lower. But I figured if he's if he's a starter, he's a starter. And I think that if you have him, you're going to start him. So <laughs> it is what it is. But this is the last week, and then we're going to be really nervous. You know, like, 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 he's a a starter too, but no, no, no. Like he's a he's a fantasy starter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like you draft him as your starter, you're gonna play him, right? Yeah, yeah. As far as like, you know, I can give you two weeks, three weeks. We're gonna have a little conversation, but um, he has yet to have a game without an interception. So hopefully that can happen this week. Got calls. Mark Ingram is uh, broke his hand, (laughs) which was crazy. I missed that um he played and uh yeah he played this was like, like he played i'm to- so no one got that and he's gonna be out for a month yeah you kind of need your hand to hold on to the ball so yeah in his one fantasy relevant season uh so what does that leave us <laughs> pierre thomas and Kerry robinson they're gonna divide the work mark ingram oddly has been a stud for the first two games so there is gonna be work to go around i believe Kerry robinson is gonna get a lot more of the carries and that pierre thomas is gonna get a lot more of the catches um, I don't understand running back by committees, and they've yet to win a Super Bowl in that way. Maybe maybe New Orleans did. I seem to think that they had a power back. But anyway, it's a thing. We have to just adapt to it in fantasy. Brandon Cooks is also in the gut calls. Um, last weekend, they caught three passes for 17 yards. The week before, he caught seven passes for 77 yards and a touchdown. It's a typical rookie fantasy season for a wide receiver who's going to be a stud. So, you know, it is what it is. Benchwarmers, I'm putting Marcus Colston on the bench. Okay, A, he zeroed out. He zeroed out last week, and I don't play people the week after they zero out. Did nope. you see the 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 twit Twitter um, the tweet someone sent us about Marcus Colston on the on a milk carton missing since yeah. uh, what was it like 2012? <laughs> I'm like he's been missing a lot longer than that, buddy. Seriously, it's so good. And you know what? In week one, he caused that interception for Drew Brees. And he, he's just not, I don't know what's going on. So he might have a fluky great game. That's fine. But he's not going to have it in my starting lineup. And Kenny Stills, he's not ranked. Uh, he has a quad injury. He's been battling it. I don't know, you guys. And then Ron Stevens is bad. Yeah, I just took him off the rankings this week. Yep. Into the season. Uh, Tennessee Titans, one and one at Cincinnati Bengals, two and oh. Uh, no play if you got him. None. Uh, since he's really good defense, they're good. So, my gut calls is Delaney yeah. Walker. Fantastic week for him. Which we call, love by him. the way. Love, yeah. love, love, love him. Um, but what I will say is that the Bengals have a much better defense. And Locker will more than likely struggle in this game. With that said, they aren't a top 10 defense in defending tight ends, so there is hope. On the flip side, any team that watched last week's game and is smart enough to double-team Walker because he is the biggest threat. So I think this is really, truly a tough call on whether you think he's your best option. I do think they're going to double-team Delaney Walker because Kendall Wright and Hunter haven't done much, and Walker was 
pretty productive. So up to you. My bench is a whole lot of benches. I got Jake Locker, first of all. So did you see what the Bengals did to Matt Ryan? And Matt yeah, Ryan is a better quarterback than Jake Locker. So, you know, Locker showing against a mediocre defense in Dallas. I mean, Dallas was pretty bad, and now we're kind of maybe semi-upgrade and mediocre, but they're still kind of that bad range, and Locker still didn't look great, right? So there's potential that this could be an absolute nightmare of a game. And they do give up the seventh fewest points to quarterbacks. So, Locker on your bench. I've also got Kendall Wright and Justin Hunter on my bench as well. So Wright only had three catches for 31 yards on five targets. That's not good. And Hunter only had two catches uh-uh. for 26 yards on six targets. So combined 11 targets between two players, that's not going to cut it even remotely. And the Bengals give up the six most points to opposing wide receivers. So there is the possibility you could maybe think this would be a bounce back week. But again, that's all going to be pending you thinking that Jake Locker is going to succeed in this game, and I really don't think he will. So this is not worth the risk on them. And then Sean Green, Dexter McCluster, and Bishop Sankey. You know the jail people. You're not putting them in your lineups, period. Don't do it. Don't do it. Cincinnati Bengals, A.J. Green injured. Sad. That hurts Very me. sad. Very that's sad. Really, that's not a good one for me. So, as I said at the top of the show, uh, this is kind of a repeat of the top of the show because Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill are going to have to be used. I like Bernard, obviously, more than I like Hill. But if they plan on getting a win over Tennessee, uh, they're going to need to use both of them as receivers and running backs. Um, and then Mohamed Sanu, that's going to be your number one wide receiver in Cincinnati this week. I have him in my gut calls um, just because I think he's a wide receiver three or flex player. So if you play with three wide receivers, um, I like him. I like him there a lot. I do think he should be in your lineup in that case for sure. He had 83 yard, 84 yards and a touchdown, which is fine by me. I'll take it. Andy Dalton's also in gut calls because that just seems to be his spot this year, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and no clear bench warmers than any of you own, so... That's where I am with the Cincinnati Bengals. Go Bengals. Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns. Ooh, the Ravens. Steve Smith. All right. Woo! Ah, yes. He's the only person on this team that looks like they have life in them. I mean, six receptions and 71 yards, that's nothing to, like, freak out about. But it's the Ravens here, people, and we have to freak out about something. (laughs) I like him. I, I would put Smith in my lineup if I owned him as my flex player wide receiver three spot because he sees balls. He sees the targets. He gets the reception. So there you go. Good calls. Bernard Pierce and Justin Forsett. They are sharing the carries, and although Bernard saw more balls, you know, touched the ball more last week, it doesn't mean that's going to be the same this week. So luckily for all the Ravens, um, Cleveland's defense is pretty bad against the run. So if you're going to play him, that's the positive side. Um, but, you know, this could be a, this, if they win, this could be a total team win, which means our fantasy teams are screwed. So there's that. And then Dennis Pitta and Owen Daniels. What is that? What is that? I can't talk about it. I can't do it. You know, and therefore neither Pitta one of them are going to be crazy. That stuff is that that I can't do. That I cannot do. So I'm over it. I have him in Tight end by committee is, is not no, okay. No, it's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. Owen Daniels, you're not okay. All right? Let me just say that. 
Um, ben Stroflacco, duh. And then Torrey Smith. I'm sorry. Week one, three receptions for 50 yards. Week two, one reception for 10 yards. I think not. So, sorry. I finally dropped Torrey Smith. I just can't take it anymore. Hold on. Can I ask a question? Was Steve Smith always referred to as Steve Smith Sr.? No. Just because another Steve Smith came in, right? It's because of Torrey Smith. And I'm like, this is so sad that we actually put a senior on the end of his name because he's like 30. I guarantee it was his idea. I guarantee it's his his idea. It's hysterical. I haven't looked into it, but maybe he has this Steve Smith Jr. himself. Right, so now he gets to be the same. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But it brought totally. me back to high school. Remember when those other Ashley Williams, and they would announce over the PA system, Ashley Williams, the freshman, yeah, please yeah. come to the office. <laughs> and I was never in trouble just because our mom worked there. She needed to talk to me for a second. But it was always, you know, the freshman. It's so humiliating. So good. I want him to have grandpa on the back. Serious? I bet he'd be okay with it. Yeah, he is yeah like he's like, yeah, I'm oldest man here. He has got, I, 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 I said at the beginning of the season, he had a chip on his shoulder. He was ready to prove something, and he is doing it, people. He is doing it. Senior citizen. You know who else is doing it? The Cleveland Browns by what? beating the Saints last week. That was, that, that made was my Sunday. Awesome. That was just out of control. And Hoyer uh, crying as he's like, drops to the ground when they, the kicker kicks the field goal, and he's like, crying. It was like, so sweet. Hoyer Imagine was? the pressure he feels. Yeah, yeah, Hoyer. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, his whole, his whole offseason was just a disaster. I will say that Joe Flacco's 11 and 1 against Cleveland, so. So there's that. We'll see. Maybe they can keep going. Uh, Playing if you got him is really just Terrence West, based on the fact that there are no running backs in the league anymore that aren't arrested or hurt. So it's him. And uh, he's getting it done with Tate out. You know, he's fine. But to be fair, you know, he uh, rushed uh, for 68 yards and a touchdown on 19 carries. But to be fair, Isaiah Crowell, like, he rushed uh, only 11 times for 54 yards. So if he had the touchdown like he did the week before, he would have more. So anyway, they're probably going to keep sharing it, but still, it'll be fine. Uh, Got calls. Just to let you know, as a reminder, Jordan Cameron is still listed as questionable with a shoulder injury. So they have a bye week in week four. It's very likely that they'll do what they're doing with Andy or with uh, AJ Green and just hold them out until after the bye. Josh Gordon pled guilty the other day to a DUI charge. However, that doesn't have anything to do with the other suspension that supposedly has now been reduced to 10 games, which he's currently serving, so he'll be back week 11. Now, yeah, okay, you can pick him up and have him on your bench for week 11, um, but you need to get to week 11 and be eligible for the playoffs. So if your team stinks, you should not have dead weight on your roster. So... Week 11's way in the season. It's not like he came back in week six, you guys. So get to the playoffs first. Don't get ahead of yourself. Um, also, got calls is Andrew Hawkins. He's averaging seven catches a game. And if the Browns can uh, keep Johnny Menzel off the field, what an idiot move. Idiot move to bring him in for one play. It was just so dumb. So glad Brian Hoyer finally defended himself and was like, yeah, I didn't like it. I said, thank you. Uh, if they can do that, then Andrew Hoyer's kind of ham chance. Is it just me? No, he is. Well, I'm into bald guys. Does so. he look a yeah. little bit like Eminem to you? Is that what it is? I couldn't. I do not find Eminem attractive. Just a put that out there. Shady. But is it? He looked like somebody. I don't know. I saw him in an interview and he was wearing like this like weird jacket that looked a little off. Um, you know what? He looked decent and he definitely looked like he belonged out there and that there should be zero conversation of Johnny Menzel. 
my personal opinion. He's, he, absolutely. He's still on the bench just because of quarterback fantasy numbers, but stop putting Johnny Manziel in. You're driving me crazy. You're driving me crazy. I'm done. Boom. Drop it. Green Bay Packers 1-1 one one against the Detroit Lions 1-1. One one. Great. Green Bay Packers. Play them if you got them. Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Eddie Lacy. I refuse to waste your time by giving you any further analysis. Yeah, you start them. All of them. Every week. Lacy's been rough. As a Lacy owner, it's been hard. No, last week he was he was balling. He got hurt the first week. Last, well, I mean, you know, kind of balling. Kind of, because like, let's define like thirtieth range let's guy. Let's define balling. But yeah, I, I mean, but based on the fact that everyone else is hurt and like yeah. out, I, I just feel like Eddie Lacy is like a must do. Not as much as the other guys, certainly. Uh, Jordan Nelson's like breaking records and stuff. I mean, whatever. But uh, gut calls. Mason Crosby just—he's not really got call, but he hasn't missed a kick yet. And once again, feel free to love on him and pick up kickers that don't miss kicks because they're all getting their jobs taken away from them. Uh, bench warmers. Jarrett Boykin. Uh, I'm done with him. Done. <laughs> I, I like he caught one pass for six yards, and the week before he caught zero, and I dropped him for James Jones, and I won't look back. Um, bench warmers. There are no tight ends to even talk about on the show, and uh, they don't really have a fantasy defense either. So they're averaging three fantasy points per game. Their defense, so wouldn't do that. Push against the Lions. Done. Nope. Nope. You are playing Matthew Stafford though, so I know it was a rough week last week, yep. guys. But he's playing the Panthers. Okay. We told you to temper your expectations. Yep. It, it is what it is. Lease are done playing that team. Um, the Packers' defense has been struggling to keep quarterbacks at bay. So forget about last week and keep them in your lineup. Don't even think twice about it. Same goes for Calvin Johnson. There are only two times of the year that Calvin Johnson is not in your lineup. It is on his bye week and it is if he is mm-hmm. injured. Those are the only exceptions. Per- period. Now, the Packers allowed the fourth most points to opposing wideouts in 2013, so Johnson should literally should fare just fine. Do not be concerned about it. Um, again, he is, you're always starting him. My gut calls, Joyke Bell and Reggie Bush. This is interesting. Again, I call it, I think Joyke Bell is going to have a better season than Reggie Bush, and I'm going to stick with that. Bell had 10 carries for 36 yards and was targeted 11 times, um, catching six of them for 61 yards, whereas Bush... Only rushed for 26 yards and only had six receiving yards. Bell is also out carrying Bush 25 times to Bush's 15. So if you got to have a flex position, I know Bush is your starter technically for the Lions, but my money would be on Joyke Bell to actually put up bigger fantasy numbers for you. Bench, Detroit Lions tight ends. They have too many tight ends, too many tight end sets, too much going around spreading the wealth. You have no idea who's actually going to get the ball that game to be worth your consideration. So, done. Don't even think about them. Boom. Indianapolis Colts to Jacksonville Jaguars. Andrew Love. Game of the week. Game of the week. Could be brutal. Yeah, although Luck's numbers weren't huge last week, he still helped me win two fantasy leagues. So, hey, I'm keeping him for week number three because he's amazing. Love him. Sixth-ranked guy. And it's the Jaguars, so, you know. Uh, Reggie Wayne. Okay. 
T.Y. T.Y. Hilton got banged up. He was seeing a lot of targets. I have a feeling that's going to go towards Wayne this week. So I kind of like Wayne. I think he's a good play, and I'm kind of all about it. Um, Ahmad Bradshaw. Hey. Hey, buddy. Hey. Outscored Richardson both weeks thus far. I do not see the trend ending this week. Bradshaw was fantastic against the Eagles with 70 yards rushing in and completing five catches for 26 yards and two touchdowns. Jacksonville cannot stop their run. So, okay, I'm on. Adam Venetary as well. Gut calls. Um, I have T.Y. Hilton because of injury. Trent Richardson. He's looking mm. better this year than he has. He is, and in I'm a not saying don't, I'm not saying bench him. I, you know, he still is the starter of the Colts for some reason. So, you know, he is going <laughs> to get he touches and he is going to get yards. So, yeah, we're still there. Um, and then, you know, I guess bench everybody else that's on the team. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's nobody else really to talk about. Well, and then we're going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, let me give you an injury report. Toby Gerhardt, probable with an ankle injury and just not playing that well on it, wrapped up. Storm Johnson, backup running back, probably uh, out. He's probable with an ankle injury. Marquise Lee, limited at practice on Wednesday with a hamstring, questionable. Alan Hearns, questionable with an ankle, didn't practice on Wednesday. Mercedes Lewis is out on IR. Uh, on Tuesday. Uh, Extremely unfortunate because he was the only consistent offensive weapon on the team. And then Clay Harbor, the backup tight end, questionable with a calf injury. Cecil Shorts, forever questionable due to a myriad of injuries. So when it comes down to playing if you got him, it is none. Gut calls, hashtag free Bortles, and bench warmers, everyone else. (laughs) Do you think that they're actually injured, or do you think it's because they don't want to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Debatable. <laughs> They're well, injured. You forgot uh, Chad Henney bruised ego. On that list as well. <laughs> it's painful. It's painful. Oh, man. We'll move he got from one sacked great a team. ton. I know. Oh, they're not helping anyone. That's just that everyone's injured because no one's good enough. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. It's like they got to get it together. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Gus Bradley. Come on. Uh, another good one. Good team to the next. The Oakland Raiders 0-2 to the New England Patriots 1-1. Blame if you got them. Mm. Mm, nobody. Gut calls. I do not think Maurice Jones Drew is going to play on Sunday. He might, but my bet's he's not going to. It's going to be Darren McFadden again. And then, as I said earlier, he had about 12 points last week. I'm okay with that. Um, so no, he's not. You know, DeMarco Murray, but uh, New England's not that great against the run. So I kind of like him this week. That's crazy. But I'm kind of a McFadden fan for week three only. And then bench everybody else. Uh, James Jones is really stepping up, for the, but the Patriots are really good against passing. So I'm not, I'm not loving him against the, the Patriots, and that's the only reason why I'm putting him on the bench this week in week three. New England Patriots... Um, I'm sorry, Julian Edelman. Ooh. I love you. Yeah. I love you so much. And you officially uh, my new fantasy husband. I cannot get over you. 81 yards and a touchdown. Mm. Par for the course. Another double-digit performance. It was. It's good. Rob Gronkowski, you're going to start him. I know. I know. But you have to prepare yourself for this, people. You draft them, not me. Okay. So <laughs> you're going you're gonna to play him. He's only playing half the snaps. He's not fully healthy yet. Okay. Well, this is nothing new. 
you're going to put him in your lineup. Stephen Goskowski and the New England's defense are also must-starts. Gut calls, I have Tom Brady. Well, Brady didn't have a good week against Minnesota with only 149 yards passing in the touchdown. And this is it. If he cannot perform well <laughs> against the Raiders, it's done for me with him. He will move on to the bench, okay? It's a Drew Brees kind of situation here. Um, Shane, yeah. Vereen, Shane Vereen and Stephen Ridley, I hate you, Bill Belichick, so much. So Ugh. much. It's disgusting. The worst. Vereen, big game week one. Awesome. Put him in your lineup. Ridley, week two. Big game, Vereen, nothing. Hate you. I can't tell you who's going to have the big game. It's I think he does it on purpose. Absolutely. He, he does it to give the big finger to fantasy players. Absolutely. Yeah, Literally, I think he does yeah, it. Absolutely. I'm just not into <laughs> it. I can't handle it. Um, I would, If I had to put money on a name, I guess I'd put, pick Vereen this week because maybe this is going to be a pattern. Um, but it's scary. It's a very scary situation for running backs in New England. And my benches is all the rest of the wide receivers. I even took them off my rankings. They're not even seeing any targets. I mean, it's pointless. So, bye-bye. San Francisco 49ers 1 and 1 at the Arizona Cardinals 2 and 0. Fantastico. Play him if you got him. I'm going to say Michael Crabtree. I don't feel great about it, but he had a bounce back game with seven <laughs> catches for 82 yards and a touchdown. I'm okay with starting him. I'm not crying if he's not on my team. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick is in the gut calls, and I just don't even know if he should be there. He's averaging 14.61 fantasy points. It's just not good enough. Um, he looked keep really watching bad. watching the tape, and I keep wondering, like, how is this happening? It's just bizarre. And then what did he say to get that language penalty? I, yeah, very I mean, interesting. I'm very intrigued by that. Also, the guy calls us Frank Gore. He did have a bounce-back game, but I'm just not quite sure what's happening with that whole offense. I'm not blaming Frank Gore. I just don't know. Sam and Vernon Davis. If he's playing, you're all in. He was struggling with an ankle injury, you know, weird, not full in practice kind of stuff. And he wasn't obviously okay during the game last week. So, but, you know, he's a stud if you can get him. And, but the thing is, tight end Vance McDonald um, left the game versus Chicago with a knee injury. So they don't have him back up either. It's bad. And then Carlos Hyde, uh, you know, if you're really desperate, maybe. I don't know why that would happen. But anyway, everyone else is on the bench, including my man, Anquan Bolden, just because the offense, the offense is, and I can tell that, that Harbaugh's really frustrated. They need a Kirk Cousins moment in they their life to. right about now. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's called Alex Smith. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. we did call that Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but what's really sad, though, watching that game is that his points reflected much higher than his actual performance like yeah yeah oh absolutely it, it's it's sad and scary like oh oof. not good it's and, not the, good. and the cardinals are a good defense so this isn't gonna be the bounce back week the cardinals are a good defense and i like them this year i like them this week um i haven't been got calls but you know feel free to play them i would um i might be actually um but there's, other than that, there's no must-starts. I've got gut calls. Andre Ellington and Jonathan Dwyer is gone. So that happened before I did my write-up, or after <laughs> I did my write-up. So 
Um, <laughs> excuse me if I stumble over my notes, but Ellington just cannot stay healthy. And we were promised this workhorse, mm-hmm. us fantasy owners, and we're just not saying it. And it's making me angry. Cranky. 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 Um, but, you know, most likely he's your best bet this week. So you're going to play him. You're going to play him. And it's San Francisco 49ers, and they are intense. But they don't have much going on. And the reason why they don't have much going on is because they lost Carson Palmer. And oh, when so I know. And, you, and you, it's crazy that he has such an effect, but their backup is just no Kirk Cousins. Sad enough. <laughs> Mr. Drew Stanton is on the bench. Um, oh. It's it's not going to happen. And therefore, I have Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd on gut calls because two fantastic players, but if they don't have a quarterback throwing them the ball, it's not it's not going to be pretty. It's sad. Mm. Cardinals, I love you. I hope your defense has two touchdowns. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Go Cardinals. Okay. Denver Broncos 2-0 against Seattle Seahawks 1-1. Is this the Super Bowl matchup that we never see? Wow, this couldn't fall in a better time for the NFL. Right, right. Draw some ratings. If this wasn't planned. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this would be interesting. I'm I'm excited. Enter Courtney's conspiracy theory. I like it. Um, Broncos. Peyton Manning, Demarius Thomas, Manuel Sanders. These are your givens. You are starting them, period. Um, I'm going to talk about Julius Thomas and Monte Ball. Just because I need people to actually talk about the Broncos because they're really, quite honestly, basically all starters. Uh, but Julius <laughs> Thomas, you can't be mad with the nine points that he got you last week. We told you not to expect another 28 points. Uh, but what is interesting is that the Seahawks actually give up the third most points to tight ends thus far this year. Yeah, and crazy. Thomas is a very good tight end. So with an even better quarterback who knows how to pick away at a defense's weakness. And you better believe that Peyton Manning has probably studied more tape for this game than any game <laughs> in the last five years for the, his kind Ever? of redemption moment here. So you better believe he's going to know exactly how to go about this. Moneyball... Ball was only able to rush for 60 yards. He scored you eight points mm. last week against the Chiefs. Don't let this freak you out too much. The defense, you know, the Seattle has a really good defense. Um, and they give up the 14th fewest points to running backs. I'm trying to find a silver line here because that means they aren't top 10 defense against the rush, though, right? So they're still a very good defense, but I think Ball's going to be able to actually get some points here. So don't be totally freaked out on that. My gut calls is Wes Welker. You can thank the league for Welker's early return due to the league's new drug policy that was announced today. Absolutely. Um, Welker actually played fairly well against the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, I will say, um, in terms of him being a receiver. I'm not talking about the punt returns. Can't get into that. Um, Mm. But, you know, he's been out the past, you know, two games, and he had the concussion. So, for me... I think he's fine to play, but I completely understand why you were nervous. Maybe not want to throw him in on a very tough team against the Seahawks, but it's also completely understandable if you do want to throw him in. My only bench is the Broncos' defense. Um, they've only they scored four points the first week, two points last week. Um, the uh, Seattle offense gives up the ninth fewest points to defenses, so all of this basically does not bode super well. I will say that there is a, always a possibility this could be a fantastic game for the defense because they're going to want to try to prove something from last year. But I think you've got better 
and more or less, you know, I should say more, but less risky options in the defensive play. Damn. Seattle um, playing if you got him. Russell Wilson's a top 10 quarterback. Again, I apologize, but things are true. He gave 17 <laughs> and 18 points. That's the way it is. <laughs> so if you got him, you play him. Uh, he, I'll, you know what it is? He passes for very few yards, but he always passes in the touchdown, which must drive Marshawn Lynch. And it was crazy. Crazy. Uh, but, yeah, so you start Marshawn Lynch. Just know he just doesn't give a rat's ass about your fantasy team. Nope. <laughs> he does not care about you at all. But, uh, you know, he sat out with a back issue and he's questionable, but I think he'll be fine. They were playing at 120 degrees in San Diego. I mean, I'm not saying that's an excuse for their loss, but <laughs> it was, I think they got roughed up, you know. Uh, also, Sir Percy Harvin, even though his fumble on the kick return was ridiculous last week, but he's the only guy they're consistently using, and they do have to score points, especially against the Denver Broncos. And they're at home. They're a different team when they're at home, for sure. Uh, start the kicker, Steven Hauschka. Got calls to C- Seattle defense. They got a whopping zero points last week, and they're going up against the Broncos, which they're at home, and they're probably going to be fine, but there's a possibility. They're still a good call to me. Um, and then everyone else should be on your bench. And if you're thinking about starting Zach Miller, if you're really desperate for tight end, he's questionable with an ankle injury. Bam. Let's go, Broncos. Come on. Let's do this. We yes. can do it. Homers. We can do it. We're homers. I don't care. I'm saying it out loud. Let's go, Broncos. Um, Kansas City Chiefs 0-2. What? At Miami Dolphins 1-1. Uh, this is a really, story. really interesting game, actually, because they both have really um, hot and cold offenses right now. So <laughs> that's, that's nice. a nice way yeah. to put it. Thank really yeah, nice they're bad. One. You know, I have They're to have one nice comment for each podcast. They're bad. Then I can move on to my nasty Good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Niall Davis. He had the fourth most points last week of all the running backs. Yeah. Against a pretty good Broncos Woo. D. So 21 points to be exact. 22 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns. Um, so with Jamal Charles questionable, you know, Davis will be the one getting the ball and lots, lots of touches. If Charles does play, then Davis's value basically takes a nosedive. So you very much need to look at the injury report. I could see them still using Davis to some extent because, again, Charles has been virtually non-existent in fantasy thus far. First game was rough. Second game, he was out with an injury. So you really need to be looking at injury report which kind of basically bled into my Jamal Charles, who goes into my gut call. Again, he had a high ankle sprain. They're saying it's not a serious sprain. It's He's questionable to come back. It's entirely possible that he'll play this week. No way, but, really? Yeah, but are you comfortable, you know, with that? No. no. I'm not. No. I don't think he's going to play this week. I'm going to put that out there. I think you're fine to go with Nile Davis. But definitely make sure that you look at your injury report. My other gut call is Travis Kelsey. You know, as we said all year, Kelsey definitely has the most upside between him and Fasano with the tight ends. Um, he, you know, he did have four catches for 81 yards last week, and he looked pretty impressive. I will say that. But the big issue is to keep in mind is that Fasano is still targeted quite a bit in the red zone. So Kelsey's targeted in the open field a bit more, and then it gets towards the red zone, and, and Fasano's kind of a little bit more incorporated there. So, <sighs> you know... It's tough. And the Broncos did do give up the seventh most points to tight ends, whereas the Dolphins are actually a bit better in defending tight ends. So they could actually probably maybe shut Kelsey down. So it's really touch and go. I know tight ends is a really rough situation. It's possible that if you maybe own Vernon Davis and you're looking for someone and Kelsey's out there, it'd be worth the risk. Um, 
yeah, but that's really about it. And then Dwayne Bow, I've got on the bench. He looked okay. Still only got you four points. Sorry, not good enough. Alex Smith, again, you're not playing Alex Smith, so I shouldn't have to mention it, but don't do it. Don't think but, about it. But you did. Yeah. Dolphins. Mike Wallace. Dolphins. 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 I was just saying the same. The Dolphins. Another big week for <laughs> Mr. Wallace, guys. He had 56 yards and one touchdown on five receptions. And he's clearly Tannehill's favorite target, so that's good to know. So with two solid weeks under our belt, I think we could feel a little bit better about putting Mike Wallace into that kind of must-start situation. And the fact that Nosham Marino is out, I think they're really good to lean on Wallace to you know help drive the offense production. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for Wallace this week. My gut yeah. calls, Lamar Miller. Mm-hmm. You know I can't tell you to start him. It's just against my moral fiber. I can't do it. But... His stock has gone up this week with Marino's elbow injury sidelining him for the game. Uh, Marino will probably be out for multiple games, so Miller will be the man in town. It's worth handcuffing yourself with this Marino situation. But what I will say is that Monty Ball did not put up huge numbers against the Chiefs. Again, only eight points, and Miller is a far less impressive running back than Monty Ball, so I certainly would not be expecting huge numbers from Miller. They have a far less impressive offensive line, too. Yeah. Far, 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 far less impressive. Bench, no Sean Marino. He's injured and out for this week. Again, probably multiple weeks. And then Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill might actually have a pretty good week against the Chiefs this week, honestly. Because um, the Chiefs give the third most points to opposing quarterbacks. So it's possible. So if you're in a deep league and, you know, you're in a situation where you got maybe Drew Brees or some guys or Brady that aren't putting up any numbers for you, I don't think you'd be crazy taking a flyer on Tannehill this game. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. It wouldn't be crazy. And then Charles Clay, two points and three points respectively in the first two weeks is not going to cut it. I mean, 58 total yards in two games. I don't think so. Not good, people. Done. Done. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers 1-1 one one at Carolina Panthers 2-0. and Rough game for the Steelers. But Antonio Brown is still mm. a receiver that you are always going to start. <laughs> ben loves him. We love him. You should love him. Brown had 18 points in week one, 10 points in week two. That's exactly what you want to see. Yes, the Panthers have a very, very stout secondary. So do keep this in mind. But I still think the Browns will be able to produce your numbers. Gut calls, Le'Veon Bell. Bell's in my gut call section because he's going up against the Panthers, who are very good at stopping the run. But what is encouraging is I think they're really going to do a whole bunch of rollout packages where he's going to be actually used a lot more as a receiver this game versus a running back. I mean, he'll still get his running back touches, but I think they're going to really incorporate the receiving a bit more here. So I would say expect around nine points again for him, which again isn't terrible. He's so good. He is. He's he is really, really versatile, good. which is very fantastic. Um, but I'm just saying it's Carolina Panthers, you know, Front, front seven. It is what it is, right? So, But they're going to get creative in, on how to use him. Bench, Ben Roethlisberger. Oh. He only scored six points against the Ravens, <laughs> who give up the seventh fewest points to quarterbacks. The Panthers actually give up the 11th fewest, so they're a little bit... You can score a little bit more on them versus the Ravens, surprisingly enough. But six points isn't going to cut it. Let's say he does slightly better and gets you nine points. That's not going to cut it either. He's on your bench. And then Marcus Wheaton. So I don't love this matchup. Yeah. So the Panthers' defense is pretty amazing and only allowed Megatron eight points. And that's Megatron. Newsflash. Marcus Wheaton is not Megatron. <laughs> I'm just saying. So 
Uh, Wheaton was only able to get five points against the Ravens. Probably expect the same amount here. And again, that's not going to be starting wide receiver numbers. Maybe a flex, but definitely not your starting wide receiver. So, that's the Steelers. That's the Steelers. Let's talk about the Panthers. Brandon's spilling drinks over there. Playing if you got him. (laughs) Carolina defense. What? We've been talking about him the whole Pittsburgh write-up. That's because they're awesome. Even with Greg Hardy removed and put on that exempt list the defense As he should be. no he should be in prison the defense should still have a nice <laughs> game against pittsburgh we're not going to talk about it but you know he's getting nope. paid over 13 million dollars this year and you know he's a gross person and he's he's been convicted so i can say that um they have had <laughs> they've had double digits in the last two games and i expect it again this week so i do too we're yep. in it Cam Newton, well, he came back and didn't let you down as fantasy owners. No, hey. he didn't. Cammy Cam. Cammy Cam. Cammy Cam. Cam Cam. Love him. 281 yards and a touchdown with two-point conversion. Okay. He also rushed for another 19 yards. I think he'll have a great week in, in week three against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm in on him. I'm done. Greg Olson, also a must-start. I know he had no touchdowns last week, but he had 72 yards. He's going to play, yeah. guys. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. awesome. Um, and if you can all remember, last week, Owen Daniels had two touchdowns against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if the second uh, tight end um, for Baltimore can get two touchdowns, Greg Olson can get one, right? Got calls, Calvin Benjamin. I do think Benjamin's going to have a big week this week. I'm just throwing that out there. I know I he did not him. perform amazing yeah. last week, but he is the number one wide receiver for Carolina with no competition. So I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Well, Jason Avant got the touches this last week, right? Yeah. Yeah, but freak. I think Benjamin's going to. I'm just saying I think it was a freak yeah. week where Avant was just like the target. Right, right. Um, Jonathan Stewart, um, I know it hurts me to even put him in guard calls and feel confident with him. No. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so bad. No. I need alcohol. Maybe less alcohol. I don't know. Um, there is a possibility that D'Angelo Williams will be out or very limited on Sunday. I know Brandon's covering her face because this is sad, and I know it really this makes me worst. crazy. If that is true, Jonathan Stewart is actually <laughs> a really good play this week. Pittsburgh isn't the best at stopping the run, and touchdown stealer Mike Tolbert is also injured. So it's just I can't Stewart. I can't believe I'm saying this, but you're playing Jonathan Stewart. Oh it's almost assuring the fact that Jonathan Stewart is going to get hurt this week because the moment you depend on him in your lineup, he gets hurt. Hey, absolutely. It's, he's going to go down. That's right, Ash. Like, you're right. You're right. You're right. So maybe don't play. Um, and everybody else is on the bench. We got the Chicago Bears 1-1 one one at the New York Jets 1-1. One one. All right. Um, so Alshon Jeffrey continues to be probable with a hamstring issue, and Brandon Marshall is probable with an ankle injury. Um, same injury that he scored three touchdowns with last year's or last week. So there's that. So on that note, uh, we have Jay Cutler. I hate myself, but you have to play him. He's doing so much better than most of the studs that are fantasy right now. He's fabulous. Martellus Bennett is a top 10 tight end the rest of the way. I'm sorry. As long as Jay Cutler's in, you got to start him. Must 
start. Yeah. Matt Forte will be fine. He will bounce back. What happened is they stacked the box because they thought that um, Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey were too hurt to really have any impact. So they basically dared them to run all the way down the field. Well, they took the dare and won. Um, so he, it's not going to happen again next week. Defenses are going to have to respect Brandon Marshall because otherwise he'll score three touchdowns. One-handed grab touchdowns even. Just like, it was crazy. crazy. Not as crazy as Fasano's grab, but crazy. Uh, I will. I don't really have any gut calls or bench warmers because pretty much you're starting everyone. Uh, I will say though, uh, keep your eyes out on this. Uh, I don't want to like give an opinion on this, but right now, obviously, there's a culture in the NFL that's that's um, self-adjusting, if you will. There's a possibility that Brandon Marshall may have things come up from his past, and it has become newsworthy, so I think it's important that we say what's going on here. If you're uncomfortable with that, I would trade him now, and I would do stud for stud. Just say, I will trade you Brandon Marshall for Jordy Nelson. Do just an equal trade. Don't go any lesser, but if you can get an equal trade just in case something weird happens, because... As we can tell, the NFL goes back on their suspensions and people are not suspended than they are. And then da-da-da-da-da. I, I, I would just say keep your eye out on news because your opponents might not be. That's really all I'm really going to say about it because he's been seeking help and there's a lot of, like, go read the stories, look at everything. It's a crazy deal. But these are things from years ago. I doubt it's going to happen. But if I didn't say it might happen, I would feel bad if it did. So there you go. Uh, New York Jets, uh, Eric Decker, questionable with a hamstring. Uh, he had to leave the game, but he had a great game. He had four catches for 63 yards and a touchdown, and it looked like it was going to be amazing. Like, yay, Eric Decker. Um, so keep an eye on that. Uh, play him if you got him. Chris Cross, it's fine. I know, I know. Chris Johnson did not do well this last game. It's okay. It's okay. We're going to move on. Ground and pound, baby. Ground and pound. Uh, gut calls, Geno Smith. You heard me. You heard me. Quietly, he was the number 10 quarterback last week. I couldn't hear you. Week. What'd you say? Gino. <laughs> She's saying uh, I mean, Eli's the best quarterback in New York. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Stop. Stop. I just can't even. Uh, he had 171 <laughs> passing yards, which is not good. with a touchdown reception. But he rushed for 26 yards and a rushing touchdown. Those rushing touchdowns add up. They're going to be home. Something to think about. They had that terrible loss. He should have had another touchdown. That timeout that time debacle. Out. Uh, brutal. I, I mean, I can't even that tell you. That and the runoff on Tampa week. Bay was brutal. Just unbelievable. Ugh. Unbelievable stuff going on. Um, and then as far as the bench warmers, I mean, probably everyone else. But if Eric Decker's out, Jeremy Curley might be the sneakiest sleeper play ever. I Bears like Curley this week. Yeah. Let's do it. CJ's yeah. having a big game, I have a feeling. I like Curly I a too. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Sneak it in. Let's do Curly. it. Sneak it in. <laughs> Sounds dirty. <laughs> well, that's how we're going to wrap it up. So, <laughs> why well, stop with one when we can have two puns? Um, good luck. Mile High Club. Mile. They're the Jets. They're the Jets. Hey. That's what I think of when I think of sneaking it in. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, appropriate. It's amazing. All right. Hopefully, week three will be better than week two for everyone, uh. except obviously the people I'm playing, including mom. I know it's your birthday, but you're going down. 
right. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. Stop Sip it. Sip a Bacardi like it's your birthday. Done. Mm-hmm. You know, nice. we don't give up. Mm, so mm. it's your birthday. That's right. That's right. Hey, Bren's rapping. <laughs> Mom would not even in... know that song. Yeah. No. Nope. Nope. Nope, not a problem. Nope. Um, hope everybody oh. enjoyed the show. Good luck in week three. Party on. Make sure to check us out on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on our website at HerFantasyFootball.com. For everybody we did not talk about, hopefully they're on the rankings. And if they're not, don't play them. All right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, guys, no more faking it.